0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1287. Health and Fitness is Making a Mess by Nia Shanks of Neashanks.com and I'm Dr. Neil Malik reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there with permission from the websites and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now we have a few shows where we narrate articles for you. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this to find all of them. And with that, Let's get to today's post as we optimize your life. Health and fitness is making a mess by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. An unfortunate union has formed. Health and fitness has entwined with morality. This couple has forged a bond that's challenging to break. You may be wondering, what does health and fitness entwined with morality even mean? This is best explained with an example. I ate way too much last night and had dessert. I was bad. I screwed up and will have to work out even harder tomorrow or greatly restrict my calories to make up for it. The judgment rendered is that the person was bad because of their food choices. They must punish themselves with a grueling workout or restrict food intake for the next day or two to atone for the self-proclaimed overeating transgression. Have you ever done something similar? At first glance, this may appear harmless, no big deal. But making food and fitness a moral endeavor can lead to unexpected consequences like obsessive eating habits, a negative body image. And instead of being a complimentary lifestyle that improves your health and helps you live your best life, it becomes a source of frustration and anxiety. Identifying the problem. Overeating, skipping workouts, unsuccessfully following the nutrition changes we plan to implement. The bathroom scale reveals we've gained six pounds. We've become so reactive with morality-laced responses to these situations that we may not realize we're doing it. The I am bad reactions have become reflexes. We don't respond with deliberate, thoughtful choices. The joining of food and fitness with morality has become an entangled mess that may take ample patience to unravel. It's a worthy pursuit that can reduce stress and frustration when it comes to food and fitness and it can make the lifestyle more enjoyable. If emotion-fueled reactions are problematic, what, then, is an appropriate and helpful response to the situations described previously? Let's bring this to life with a comparison. Person A and Person B have the same experience. Both devour a few handfuls of their favorite cookie and exclaim, I ate more cookies than I meant to. Here's how each responds next. Person A. Instantly feels guilty. Says she was bad for eating so many cookies. Anxiously considers how to undo the perceived damage, but then out of frustration, makes less than ideal food choices the remainder of the weekend and vows to start fresh on Monday. Person B, immediately shrugs off the cookie eating event without a second thought and moves on with her life. Two days later, both individuals repeat the exact same experience and comment I ate more cookies than I meant to, again. Here's how they respond. Person A, mentally berates herself and proclaims to be a total failure. To regain control, she contemplates going on a rigid diet that excludes and vilifies entire foods or food groups and pledges to avoid all bad foods. Person B, responds to the event saying, okay, I need to take action before this becomes a habit and creates a plan. She plans to first keep the cookies out of the house for a while to remove the temptation and will later reintroduce them and divide them into single-sized servings, thus not having to rely on willpower to stop eating directly from the container. Response comparison. You likely were able to identify with one person's responses in these examples. Now, let's look at what those responses meant. Person A. The responses were largely reactive and emotional and concluded with, I'm bad, and I screwed up moral judgments. She hyper-focused on the single event and viewed it as catastrophic. The short-sighted viewpoint caused panic, which led to considering an extreme response like a very restrictive diet as necessary atonement. Person B. The responses were judgment and emotion-free. She tried to be as objective and rational as she could. This person zoomed out and saw the big picture. This was a single, small event in the context of the entirety of their diet. Individual overeating events like this one are a drop added to a full bucket of water. Because they examined the event objectively, they devised a plan to prevent the same thing happening again. The reactions to the same event. One was calm, the other panicked. One was objective, the other subjective. One involved rational thought, the other was an emotional reflex. One saw the large picture, the other was short-sighted. One saw the event as a learning opportunity, the other as a definitive moment. One was indifferent to the event, the other person assigned to themselves the morality label of bad. To be certain, it's not possible to respond to situations or make choices that are entirely objective and rational. We're not robots simply executing commands. We all have a history that affects how we see and respond to events. What we can do, however, is progressively tip the scales in the favor of objectivity and rationality over subjectivity and raw emotion. Clean up the mess. What to do next? How can we replace emotionally driven reactions with rational responses to instances of overeating, missed workouts, etc.? Most importantly, Don't follow diets that vilify specific foods or food groups and revolve around rampant obsession, avoidance, and deprivation. Those diets only promote and strengthen the morality response relationship between us and food. And always remember, exercise is not punishment. It must be an enjoyable, sustainable activity that makes you feel great about yourself while improving your life. Next up, one, awareness identify the most common situations where you have made moral-based judgments. For example, after overindulging or after stepping on the scale or skipping the gym, prepare yourself to be on the lookout for these events. Two, call it out. When you catch yourself starting to respond with a moral judgment, stop. Don't immediately react. Look at exactly what happened, omitting any I was bad judgments. Tell yourself things like, I ate a lot of cookies. Not, I ate a lot of cookies and I'm so bad. Three, do something about it. It happened and now it's over. What will you do next? Maybe you just need to get back to your regular habits. Maybe you need to identify new habits that need to be forged. And four, review. Hours after one of these events, review them. What did you do well and how can you replicate those actions? What could you have done better? Use the information to prepare you for next time. We gain much needed clarity when we slow down and think and not simply react. See what is happening. Don't be blinded by what you're feeling in the moment. This isn't easy to do and will require diligence and deliberate awareness and practice. But abolishing morality from our food and fitness choices is a worthwhile pursuit that will provide myriad benefits. You just listened to the post titled Health and Fitness is Making a Mess by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work you know, when I used to instruct weight management classes. Well, these experiences are just so darn applicable, I can't help but use them as examples. Whenever a patient of mine would report to me that they messed up and ate some bad foods, I would respond in the same ways that Nia just mentioned. I would remind them that first, there are no good or bad foods. Second, I would remind them to acknowledge what happened. I would ask them gently, Was there a specific reason why this happened? Can we prevent it from happening again? This is the approach to use. It's not about dwelling on that event or somehow making a person feel less than. Because we all make mistakes, even the best of us do it. Have I overindulged on pizza, french fries, and donuts? Heck yeah. I just don't do it as a habit. And I try and set myself up for success. I've learned from my previous experiences overindulging. And finally, I remind them that this whole thing, after all, is all about progress, not perfection. All right, that'll do it for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A, so stay tuned for that where your optimal life awaits.